Hello. How's it going, everyone? Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. If you're a hot dog, what kind of topics would you have on you? All right. This week, gonna go the Buffalo style hot dog. Obviously, bun, hot dog, a lot of Frank's Red Hot. They need to get some blue cheese mm. coleslaw on top of there for a little crunch to go with. But you need chunks of blue cheese in there, not just the creamy. I want chunks of blue cheese. But like the chunks with the creamy. The yes. Mixture. Oh, yeah. yeah. In your coleslaw, on top of the dog. Make sure you got plenty of Frank's Red Hot. Sounds delicious. I've never had that, and I want nothing in my life besides that right now. Does it not sound awesome? It sounds great. We are Half the Distance Live, the podcast. As always, I am Maddie Fax, joined by Scottathan Staten, a.k.a. Scotty Stats, and Brian mm-hmm. the Professor. We are Sans Producers. Again, that's okay, though. We can Who make this work. Them? They don't do anything anyways <laughs> other than drink our beer. This week, we are going to go over our Week 18 picks. Uh, we're going to go back to our oh-so-interesting picks for uh, Rookies of the Year, MVPs. Pre-season picks. Yeah, all our preseason picks. picks. Our Super Bowl <laughs> predictions. In our defense, all these picks were made before the season was even close yeah, to starting. This was like Week 3 of the preseason we did this. Um, before we get started, um, anyone who pays attention to football saw what occurred last night in the Bills-Bengals uh, game. Uh, safety DeMar Hamlin for the Bills uh, took a shot to the chest while making a tackle and uh, then collapsed. Um, apparently, um, Heartbeat did stop on the field and had to have CPR performed in order to get resuscitation of that. Um, I, I don't want to speculate too much. I do work as a nurse, um, and it is a little reminiscent. It, I, I can't say it is. I don't there, think it, I don't know if it's commodio cordis or not. There's almost no info yet. Almost none. <clears throat> um, you see these things happen with like people that get hit really hard in the chest with baseballs and such. Sometimes it's a possibility. It's that it could be an underlying heart condition. We we don't know, um, but it, that really at this point is neither here nor there other than us saying that we really hope this guy gets better soon um and good on i mean both teams right away i mean a Bengals player is the first guy to fucking say hey fucking this guy needs fucking medical yeah mm-hmm. yep. you know paying yep. attention both, if, if both it wasn't teams, t like higgins teams, who was a part of that hit it was someone else right there yeah, right there yeah um i think but, it was actually uh, joe mixon it was number okay. 28 that i saw okay and then just like i mean like the entire stadium just sitting there yeah just sitting there People getting out sharpies and changing their signs for like you know praying for fucking Demar like. Yep. I do think that uh, the the more than just the NFL, but I think the NFL should have been more prepared for on-field tragedy this year. But uh, notice to all other professional sports, <clears throat> have a plan in place, have a running plan in place. Yeah. You know, a week three game that you have to cancel is very different than a Week 17 game, and with <laughs> three times in a single season, a quarterback is is uh, pretty much knocked unconscious. Um, the only, same quarterback. Only, only <laughs> one that they identified, but how many concussions were dealt this season? Yep. So, so many. It seems like it was just a plethora. But even watching Tua in that moment, his, his second concussion where he... Laid on the field, um, you know, uh, hands curled up, just so flat out cold. You didn't know what was going on with him in that moment. Nope. Here you're seeing something really terrible in the moment, and then he was carried away, and you know, and, and is is this bad? This yeah, this man is is his head is not doing okay, but there's still no plan. So so for all of this to unfold in front of so many people. All of them dealing with pure raw emotions. Did we all just watch someone die on live TV? And then it took the coaches and the players to say, "We're we're done, right? We don't need the, the NFL absolute, to cancel this." Absolute right choice. <laughs> we're also. done. Oh, kudos to the teams. This is this is shade yeah. on on the NFL. 
for not making a call. Which they now deny they ever said they were planning to go back. All sure. The, all the, the broadcasters of that game were saying, we're being told they're still analyzing the situation of when the game will, will resume. Right. So, and even still, having a plan in place is necessary because uh, there is risk in this game. That's what it's about. Not that we want to see anyone injured, but the risk is inherent to this game and everyone knows it. This season has brought all that to light. And we could have done without one more on-field tragedy, yeah. uh, for sure. And and all the best to this young man and his family, and and all the best to the plethora of fans that are donating to his charity, yeah. Toys for Children. Yep. Instantly. Millions yeah. upon millions of dollars. So, you know... Uh, Football is a is a family, and and I think show some of the nice parts about it. But uh, what an awful thing! Yeah, awful uh, thing. And if you watch just the hit, it doesn't look. Uh, yeah, it didn't look that bad. Yeah. No, it was but it was a, it was a it was a nice it was, collision. It was it was a good collision. Again, you never know. There's so much that happens internally with the human body. It's difficult to know. But um, yeah, bottom line. Uh, Hope he gets better soon. Good on all these fans that have donated. If you feel like that's something you would like to do to try to express your condolences uh, or your your thoughts and your hopes for him, it's a great way to do it. Um, I agree. The NFL needs to have a much better plan in place for when these really terrible things occur because they are going to in this sport. Um, I do not want to watch a human being die on a sports field. No. Um, even even the game, I don't mean like strategically ready, like medically ready. You sat on the field for like 15 well, minutes. I, I will say this. Know? The first responders did a really good job because when they got there, from what I understand, and granted, details are not full. They were, um, really they were doing CPR. Yeah. They were doing CPR on the field. Yeah, on the field. So the first responders that were right there did exactly what they should because the minute he's not responsive and you don't feel a pulse, you don't question anything else. You start doing CPR. Yep. From there, you wait for a defibrillator to come to find out if they even have a rhythm that can be shocked. Yep. Because unlike the movies, when it says a flat line, you don't shock that. There's nothing to shock. There's nothing to jumpstart there. You have to try using medications to try to get something back while you're doing the cardiac uh, resuscitation. The movies aren't real? They are not. They are full of shit. And it's another reason I don't like watching There are no rules. Well, what about the Pulp Fiction needle to, to restart? Is that real? Uh, technically, that's what they're doing is a shot of epinephrine straight to the heart, so... Does that work? I don't fucking know. I've never done it in the hospital, but that's because we have an IV <laughs> that we give epinephrine through. Hey. You guys are no fun. <laughs> I know. Uh, I, I, I'm glad that they canceled the game, though, because um, there are very few, very few professions where you can go from witnessing someone do CPR on somebody else to going to do something else. And for those players on the field, there's no way they should have gone back out there. No, I'm glad they no. didn't. There's a, no way that would have been the right choice mentally or any other form for them. Yeah. Yep. It would have been absolutely terrible. So, um, again, Tamari <coughs> Hamlin, I hope, hope he's better soon. hope his family's doing okay. Um, I, I am a silver linings guy. So I was talking to producer Upgrade earlier. And what if he had this, like, serious fucking heart defect that would, would have never been tested for where he was just dropped dead in a heartbeat? And because of this injury, they found it, and he lives. He may never play football again, but he survives and lives a full life mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. it happened. And, like, yeah, that's shitty right now, but if that's the case, that's a fucking good thing. Because they wouldn't have looked for it otherwise, you know? That's what I'm hopeful for. That's fair. That's fair. It's nice. Um, so, yes, that, yes, tomorrow, Hamlin. Hope you're better soon. Uh, so, with all that being said... We're going to go into the preseason picks that we made and just how badly this went. I don't want to. We're going to start off. We're no good. We're no good. We're we're no good. Baby, we're no good. Oh, yeah. We're bad. So, for the picks for Offensive Player of the Year, Mr. Statton here went with Cooper Cup. Brian went with Cooper Cup. Yep. Uh, Our producer, the great Skunk Hunter, went with Devontae Adams. And I picked Derrick Henry. Now, I will say this. Cooper Cup was getting like 45% of the, his team's offense there <laughs> yeah. before he got hurt. Yeah. Yeah. So he may have actually been in the running before yeah. the injury. Uh, Devontae Adams, 
Oh, he'd be in the running for the Atlas Award. The one player that carries your team that Barry Sanders that, won for his entire career. Devontae Adams is third in yards for for receiving. Um, and just the last, like, four weeks. I think Derrick Henry would be up yeah. for the Atlas Award also because yeah, yeah. the lack of quarterback play on that team has been awful. Lack of wide receiver play. Who's Mariota's backup? I can't even remember his name. You mean Tannehill? Tannehill, yeah. It was a rookie. Now it's uh, Josh Dobbs. Dobbs is the new guy last week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A practice but, but squad. But still, like, I mean, we were mocking him for, you know, Derrick Henry. Oh, he was garbage this year. And he looked at his stats like, that's a really good fucking year. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's probably going to close with fifteen <laughs> to 1,600 rushing yards. He's, he's already got 13 or 14 touchdowns. He could have a couple more. But it's not 2,020, so. <laughs> but also, yeah. but also, so, yeah, you're good point. But uh, Josh Jacobs has him by almost 200 yards. Um, and, you know, Nick Chubb's also leading. That's that's tough to say. He's got, Derrick Henry's got more yards than Saquon Barkley, but again, when you're talking about, you know, the single person leading your team, those two are, they're it on their yeah. teams. Uh, on the receiving end, you know, Devontae Adams is, in, is third right now behind Tyreek Hill and Justin Jefferson, and he's behind those two by enough, about 200 yards behind Tyreek Hill, and Justin Jefferson even getting 15 yards last week is still almost 100 yards over Tyreek Hill. He's just shy of 1,800 yards receiving. How do you not give him Offensive Player of the Year? You give it to a quarterback. Which is some fucking bullshit. I know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I would say, actually, in this not, case, not, the quarterbacks I mean, yes. are going to be up for MVP, and yeah, we're looking at everybody else yeah, for our offensive yeah. player right. of the year, which, you know, that sucks, but uh, that's life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, there's, the quarterback play has been really, really great. I mean, um, Jalen Hurts has had a stellar season, yep. um, obviously. Uh, Josh Allen has he's had a, a slipperier time these yep. past few weeks yep. with some picks going on. Mahomes is still just doing stupid Mahomes things so he's he's killing it it'd be hard not to give him some type of award this year you know if he's not going to be an MVP is he not you know how was he not going to be a better offensive player than everyone else yeah so that's tough and like with Jalen Hurts being out for a little bit does that hurt his chances yeah yeah right see and I think that's where MVP fits a little bit better just because Jalen Hurts has been is such a huge growth year for him. Last year was a great year, and then this year yep. he just stepped into into championship mode. Yep. And to me, that's where the <coughs> his running game and his his throwing game that's what makes him the MVP. But yep. offensive player, you know, hey, then again, yep. like it, make the same argument for for him I, getting offensive I, player I of the will year. So make this one defense of Derrick Henry because it was my pick, and I know it won't win, but I will say this: without him, oh, oh. That team's done. Yeah, you take away a 1,400-yard rusher, oh, fucking done. Right. Yeah. Same with Saquon Barkley. That was the same True. point I'm making. I mean, yeah. that's, you know, Daniel Jones had a much better year than he's had by quite a, Actually, if you look at his his his, his throwing, his throwing yard, total yards uh, aren't that impressive, but when you look at his accuracy numbers. His turnover yeah. ratio also. He, big time. There's just no one to throw to. That's, you know. Yep. Um, That's why he might be Derek Carr's future backup. There you go. Yeah. I like it. Ah, our picks for defensive player of the year. So, I kind of feel a little bad because I started off when I did this and I was like, boy, Micah Parsons. Yep. yep. And then I went back there. and I said, no, nope, Aaron Donald. Uh, Scott went Miles Garrett. Eric went Miles Garrett. I went Aaron Donald. And Brian went with Nick Bosa. Healthy. And Nick Bosa <laughs> is very much looking like the runaway winner. The only person I think that would comp- compete at all is Micah Parsons. Yeah. Um, but Nick Bosa's got, what, 17 and a half sacks. He's on the, one of the top defenses in the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got, which is more sacks than Micah Parsons, by the way. Micah Parsons does have multiple double, uh, two sack games. Um, I think more than Nick Bosa does, but consistency and, across and the season does matter. sack games are impressive, though. They are. Yeah. But that also just means you're going against a shit offensive line because I know he Very got often, yeah. I know he had a couple sacks against the Bears and guess whose offensive line sucks? I'm gonna go with the Bears. Yep. <laughs> Indeed, sir. It's also when you're talking about sacks, um, 
what's easier to get sacks? Uh, the defensive end, the the linebacker, or the defensive tackle? Uh, it depends on the scheme and who you're playing. Okay. For yeah. the most part, though, you're looking at um, defensive ends or outside linebackers usually have the easiest way to do that. Because okay. it's easy to blow coverage on the wing. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> yep. Tell you what, Miles Garrett has 15 sacks. This yes, season. he does. No, oh, he's, he's not bad. Yeah, at no, all. no, no, no. He's, it's he's still great. You know, I mean, you look at him next to Michael Parsons, it'd be hard to differentiate. Yeah, you know. And, and again, like Bosa has the the luxury of being on a good team. And, well, that's and again, it, that makes a difference. The same know? thing with Micah Parsons. So it's easy to forget Miles Garrett because yeah. Browns, what are you fucking doing? Well, <laughs> their defense has been. Serviceable. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Of him. Sure. I mean, they had they had a backup quarterback starting for them all season while they waited for. To say Watson. Deshaun Watson to come back, um, who has not looked very good so far. Nope. Well, he had three touchdowns. He was decent season, in the but, second you know. half last week, but. Um, but yeah, so I mean, honest, I've Miles Garrett and the rest of the Browns defense knew that their offense was going to be running the ball and probably not doing a whole lot through the air the entire season. Um, but they still showed up mm-hmm. every week and played pretty damn hard, I thought. So uh, they did have some pretty bad, uh, well, like the Jets coming back from like 14 points down with like, what, a minute and a half left? That was a hot Jets team. It's weird to say that for a team yeah, in week two of the season, <laughs> but yeah. Um yeah, and then my pick of Aaron Donald. I mean, he had a fairly decent season uh, by his standards. Not a very good one. Yeah. Uh, but the sta- the standard that he has set is. Um, it's kind of like Derrick Henry syndrome. Like that was a shit season. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not statistically, but for you. Yeah, you know? like he only had five sacks. He usually has. Well, he had twenty one. Which season, I mean, but... five sacks is enough to keep you on any team. You know. Well, especially <laughs> at the defensive tackle position. Yeah. But. It's also the easiest position to double and triple team. But also, so I mean, as shitty as they are, like Aaron Donald, I don't, I don't know, if, I don't know if they keep stats on this, but tipped passes, I, I can't count the number of games I was like partially watching where he had a great fucking tip pass, and that shit has an impact. It's not the same as a sack, yeah. but it has an yeah. impact. Well, he is yeah. one of those players that's smart enough to know if I'm not going to get there, I'm yep. putting my arms up. Yeah, we're going to do what I can, do yep. what we can here. Um, but yeah, Nick Posa, uh, tip of the cap, man. He's had a great season. I wish there was someone else who was just like screaming out, like besides like Mark Parsons, like you know who's really in the competition for this. Like usually there's like at least a veteran corner that's just fucking tearing shit up, and there isn't one that's consistently good all season long. Not out of the veterans. Not out of the veterans. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, yeah, this is where it gets real ugly. Offensive rookie of the year. Uh, Scott had Traylon Burks. Brian had Brees Hall, Eric had Evan Neal, and I started off, I remember I listened to this actually in our podcast recently, uh, and I said, started off with, you know, Chris Olave. Yep, yep. But, and then I thought, well, why, hey, listen, Patrick Mahomes needs to go to his wide receiver that he just picked up, so why not Sky Moore? That was a pretty shitty decision. He has had a very quiet rookie year. That is exactly my thought with Traylon Burks. And I was like, you have one rushing player, and no one else, you're gonna have to hit this. Yeah. This one. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> one guy downfield, like that combo was gonna work for the Titans in my mind. And when he was out there, the few times that he did play, he did play well. Yeah. yeah. He but he good. got concussed at least twice. Yep. He's had a couple other injuries. I think my pick was spot on, and I would still do it again. I would tell him, "Hey, don't get hurt in that play." <laughs> Sit out like, that play. If Brees Hall had a full season, the Jets might be in the fucking playoffs. You know, they might be because once he went down, their rushing game became almost non-existent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then they brought up uh, what's his face, and he was serviceable for like the second game, but that was just oh, Zonovan Knight. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah. That was it. Yeah. Um, and as far as Eric's pick, I appreciate the fact that he took an offensive lineman. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But that offensive lineman has to be so dominant. And I'm not saying Evan Neal's had a bad rookie year. He's gotten injured a little bit. He can run block very well. His pass protection mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. going to need some cleaning up this offseason. And there is nothing else on that squad. I mean, not to be too shitty. But. I, the, the O-line <laughs> has been mediocre, Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. there's worse, but... And, you know, <laughs> there's a lot of cap space going into next year and <laughs> a lot of money to throw around, and hopefully they can do it wisely. Absolutely. For my sanity. Um, I, I, I do think the Brees Hall injury was just 
I hope knee injuries are not the end of the career type thing that they used to Lots be. Lots of things they can do for him. Um, it'll be about a full year since the previous injury when he finally is able to come back and play well. And it's usually the year after that where you really see them come yeah, back to yeah. the full spells. So uh, I, I hope he has an able, the ability to come back. I mean, you look at like McCaffrey now. Looks like nothing ever fucking happened to him. You yep. know? So that I, was multiple injuries. Yeah. So I, I hope that that... Um, that he can overcome that and go on and have a good career because he was a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. A lot of fun to watch. Hungry rookies are always fun to watch. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. One hey, where we actually did pretty hey, well. Fuck up this one. <laughs> Defensive rookie of the year. I'll start with the bad. And it was only because of injury. But Eric picked Jordan Davis, yeah. who, prior to his injury, yeah. was a run stuffing machine for the Eagles, is again now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it got him back just at the right time. Yes. Oh. Uh, he has been quite the rookie. Uh, Brian went with the number two overall pick, Aiden Hutchinson, out of Michigan. For Detroit, uh, I need to pull up his sack numbers. He has done pretty well thus far. And he reminds me, he's the... the uh, oh, fuck, I'm blanking on the name. Seven now. and a half sacks so far this season. But Plus three interceptions. He plays so smart. And like I only got to see like some of his college game tape before I made that pick in the preseason. But it's like, you watch him now, like, he knows the game. Like, he is so good about coverage and knowing when to rush the line, when to pull back and, like, play fake safety. And, like, it's pretty fucking cool, you know? Um, But both of you guys. Scott and I went with Mr. Amald South Gardner. Now, granted, I basically did it because I loved his fucking nickname so much. Same. His nickname was so good. When I was typing up our fucking stats for this week, I was like, Wait, what the fuck is this real name? <laughs> no, he is just the sauce. He's just sauce, you know? <laughs> um, the only player that comes close to him outside of Agent Hutchinson in this whole draft class to me is Tariq Woolen, the sa- the uh, rookie cornerback yeah, for the Seahawks. Yeah. Who, by the way, was a fifth-round draft pick. Yep. Also a slight dig at Branch uh, Broncos. That was a draft that pick that the Seahawks pick. got yeah, from yeah. Denver. <laughs> but Also... Brian went to University of Texas, San Antonio. Guess where Tariq Willen went to school? UTSA Roadrunner, right. baby. Uh, kind of weird. So uh, I don't care. I still love him. When oh, it comes right. to uh, when it comes to uh, uh, passes defended, Tariq Willen is tied for second with James Bradbury, Jalen Ramsey, Darius Williams at fifteen. Yep. That's a fucking rookie. As yep. a rookie. But guess who right. number one is? Number one with 20 yeah. is the yeah. sauce. Yeah. Fucking insane. He is. Oh. Yeah. So basically, by pass defense stats, the top two quarterbacks in the league are rookies. Were rookies. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. As a corner? Jesus. Plus, Tariq Woolen is still just learning the position. He played, he's he a, got two years in college yeah, playing. Yeah. He was a converted wide receiver. Oh, is he? Yeah. Which he's does help. It means you understand routes. Yeah. I. That's. A pretty common thing. And I, you know, for for Ahmad or Sauce Gardner, I'm pretty sure I heard the stat that he never gave up a touchdown in college. Mm. I remember hearing that, but I didn't research I it. never looked into it too much. And I'm not going to say everything on TikTok is 100% accurate, but... What? <laughs> I mean, watching him play now in the fucking pros, yeah, fucking fully believable. And I'll tell you what, with, yeah. with Quinton Williams and the rest of the defensive line that the Jets have and the, the linebacking core... They've got a fucking future. Their defense oh is God. legit. Now, yeah. it's going to cost a lot of money to keep them together, but if they got anything out of their offense in games this year, they pretty much had – they were in the running to win that game. Oh, yeah. like when Brees Hall was playing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like when Zach Wilson wasn't playing. Yeah, no shit, yeah. Or when Garrett Wilson really started to come into his own. Yeah. Who, by yeah. the way, made a late push as far as a rookie. He really did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, the, the Jets have a lot of talent. I, I'm assuming that they're going to be in the – Say that again. Derek Say that again. Carr sweepstakes. <laughs> say that again. The Jets have a lot of talent. How weird is that to say? It's it's really fucking weird. <laughs> For my entire life, pretty much, I think other than like three or four seasons. Do you think Geno Smith is like, fuck, if I was just like four years younger? <laughs> Maybe. Uh, honestly. Honestly. Well, who's to say where... where Geno Smith needed to go on his yeah, on his quarterback yeah. journey, but he needed someone there to help him out for sure. Oh, yeah, when he got drafted there, there was nothing on that team. Yeah. 
I think the ghost of Mark Sanchez still haunts the building. Oh, <laughs> the ghost of the butt fumble. <laughs> yeah. Um, but listen, like Sauce Gardner, like I hope he keeps it up, man. What a hell of a start to a career. But Absolutely like, amazing. Defensive players, the rookies this year, so fucking fun to watch. Yeah, because we're not even mentioning. Can't say that. We're not even know? mentioning Kayvon Thibodeau out of Oregon and got drafted by the Giants. He's yeah. had a really productive yeah. rookie yeah. year, also. It, it's it's been a good one. Uh, he he was a bit of a a piece of shit last week. Um, <laughs> one time, the first back to back things on one play. Um, you know, he he did. Uh, he did not make Foles out of the game. He did, yeah. and he laid down next to an injured Nick Foles yeah, and made Snow shitty. Angels. And maybe he didn't realize that Nick Foles was injured, but then he, you know, walked off the field and, you know, made the hands like him time to go to sleep, and that was a, a pretty dick move. So, you know, someone someone better uh, slap some cooth into you. Yeah, Still, you know, an ounce or two of maturity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. should help. Okay. Oh, this is where shit gets bad. MVP. Uh, not terrible. Scott. Well, okay. Said Justin Herbert deserves it, but Josh Allen wins it. Uh, and there's a good possibility there. I said Russell Wilson had a chance, which, again, this was preseason. We had not seen the disaster that was the Broncos. Uh, but I thought that Justin Herbert would win it. Brian picks Stephon Diggs, who's had a good year. Good year. Not, not an MVP year. I thought this uh, was going to be a bigger and year. And then uh, the Skunk Hunter picked Jonathan Taylor to win it. The Colts could only hope that that type of season was had out of Jonathan Taylor. Yep. It did not yep. happen. <laughs> no. Uh, as far as Justin Herbert goes, we'll bring him up. We'll bring up the ones that definitely are not in the running first. Uh, offensive line injuries. Injuries to both Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, who are they're out for extended periods of time. Um, perhaps a need for a slight change or something in their offensive scheme. Like everything was off about them for a lot of the year. Yeah. Now though, they have the wide receivers they, healthy. They seem to be clicking. Uh, Austin but... Eckler is still just bawling out, and they seem to be clicking at the right time. It's not going to matter for MVP. No. no. But I would not want it... my team playing against the Chargers in the nope. playoffs. Nope. You'd have to for him to win it. He would have to. He needs start. to have twelve touchdowns in this next game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, Which I mean, is like possible because they're playing the Broncos. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> and even, but even then, like I, you know, you'd have to see a much more complete person. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. and it, that's where it's too late that he turned it up. Well, the team turned yeah. on it. You yeah. know, and Patrick Mahomes, he's gonna drop you know, three hundred and fifty yards a game and and four touchdowns. Great. Josh Allen is gonna throw three touchdowns and run. Run one in on on eighty five yards in a game. Jalen Hurts could do that very same thing exactly. if he plays this week. Right, Jalen Hurts is going to do two throwing and two running on on a hundred. So like it's something you're looking at those guys and how does Herbert get there? I don't I don't think he's I don't think he can. Yeah. I mean I think even if Hurts doesn't play this week, he's still in the definite top three for MVP candidate. It, it sucks because there's a good chance he's not. Yeah. Um. But. But man, that turnaround of that fucking Eagle squad. I know it. Man. I know it. Yep. Uh, we'll just go right to the Jonathan Taylor one. <laughs> He's a great running back. He got injured a lot this year. Uh, the offensive scheme was bad. They fired uh, Frank Reich not even halfway into the season. Jeff Saturday is very meh as yeah. a head coach, and yeah. he needs to be gotten rid of as soon as the season is over. Um, not a whole lot really good to say out of for Indianapolis. I feel bad for their fans because I don't even know Okay, every year they get another quarterback who's aged, and you think, man, that might be the one that finally does it. So I really hope for Derek Carr's sake he doesn't go there. You know what? We all talked about who the perfect addition to Indiana was. I and, thought it was Matt Ryan. And we were wrong. Yeah. We were wrong. I really thought it was. I, well, Matt, he's washed. We didn't realize how no. washed yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. Last year, at a certain a... point, everyone's body says no. Some of them later, like Brady's. Jesus. Some of them a lot earlier, <laughs> like Matt Ryan. Yeah. I don't see how he goes back to being a starting quarterback anywhere after he lost the game, which was the biggest come-from-behind victory in NFL history. But the Raiders lost games like that all season long. They would build up three touchdown leads and lose the game. That's not on the quarterback. That's on well, the defense. That's on the coaching. It is a bit. You know, a little bit, yeah. It's a team game. 
I'm not going to blame just the quarterback here. Don't get but, me wrong. But if you put yourself up by two touchdowns, then you start losing that lead. And not because of fumbles right? and INT. Now, you know? now, you, now you have, and, and not even to necessarily blame the defense, but obviously the defense is getting slipped, right, to let the other team get there. Now, to me, that's coaching. Yeah. That's, the other, that's you're getting out coached, yeah. okay, because you played half a game <laughs> and they Are made you adjustments and you did. Jeff Saturday's getting out coached. <laughs> I mean, ah, well, that's a given. Wow! I'll tell you he what. Out coach when he was a high school coach. I'll tell you what. I was so happy when he lost his single Saturday game. Oh, so absolutely. that way Saturday has never won on Saturday. Or Jeff Meh today. <laughs> God, he's bad. Anyway, uh, well, every every single time he plays, it's Jeff Sat Turd. Oh, <laughs> hey. nice. Uh, Brian Stephon Diggs, not necessarily a bad pick. Not going to happen, but. Um, he's been up and down, but he's 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 going to make the all, the he's going to make the Pro Bowl. Like, so whatever. Yeah. Well, Get a good season. Now. Yeah, if, we, if we could refake MVP right now. Jalen Hurts. I think he deserves it. It's either him or Mahomes, in my opinion. It's one of those two. Uh, I, the Bills offense has been a little up and down all season. Patrick Mahomes, without Tyree Kill, just said, fuck it, Kelsey, you're going to get the same amount you always have, and I'm going to spread it to everybody else. And he's looked fantastic. And mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts has said, fuck yeah, Dallas Goddard, A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith, I can work with this. Miles Sanders, I'll give you the ball some. Fuck it, I'm running. Yeah. Hey, look, I got Miles Sanders who can run the ball. How great is that? Too bad I'll do it myself. Yeah. Um, I, I agree. I think those, they've got to be the, who Who else? Who else? So I feel bad saying this because it's bringing up the first topic, but I think if they would have beat the Bills last night, Joe Burrows is in the conversation. I mean, he has an amazing offensive weapons to choose from, and, like, T. Higgins lights it up. Not all the time, but when he does, oh, my God, it's impressive. Jamar Chase lights it up when he does, and it's impressive, and that's because of Burrows. Yeah. yeah. I think he's, like, the low-key MVP QB. I, I see where you're going with that. Um... But if you're gonna if you're gonna use that criteria, not that it's wrong, Jared Goff yeah. should be in the same conversation, the yeah. same breath. If you're gonna talk Joe Burrow, yeah. Jared Goff, yep. because what he has done with that team and his turnaround for for talent that it clearly exists, but whatever got into his head, whatever that that case of the yips was, just what he is just he's playing I think like. If they win this week, really good chance. Yeah, yeah. All right, we're going to go through the next section a little fast because uh, we need to get to our picks. But division winners, let's go with what you got correct, Scotty. The Bills, the Bengals, the Eagles, the Bucks, and the Vikings. That's pretty fucking good, man. That's pretty good, man. That's pretty damn good. Mine were not as good. I, I wish I was wrong about the Bucks. <laughs> uh, we always we were wrong about yeah. the Bucks. <laughs> I got the Bills, the Eagles. And the Vikings, correct. Yep. Wow, that's bad. Brian got the Bills, the Bengals, the Bucks, and the Vikings. Yeah. Not bad. And then Eric, uh, let's see. Bills right, Bengals right, Bucks right. He picked the Packers. What a dick. Ah. He also picked the, <laughs> the Raiders. Raiders. The Raiders to win the West. Wow. The balls on that I mean, guy. The Rams fucked all of us, though. The fucking NFC West. Who fucking would have believed they're not even fucking close? Yeah, from Super Bowl champs to oh the Trumps. God. Oh, God. Oh. That's brutal. All right. Uh, our Super Bowl predictions, in case you're wondering, Scott picked the Rams versus the Bills. Womp womp. One of those could still do it. <laughs> I picked the Rams versus the Chargers. Womp womp. One of those still do it. Brian also went with Rams versus Bills. Womp womp. Eric went with the Bucks at the Bills. Eric is the other one that's possibly right. And the best thing here is Eric also picked Tom Brady to be the MVP of the Super Bowl, meaning they would beat his Bills. Yep, yep. Well, you picked so the Bucks to the Super Bowl, you know? the Bills. God. And Tom Brady is fucking Super Bowl MVP. <laughs> and I picked the Chargers to win it, and y'all picked the Bills to win yeah. it. So we'll see yeah. how that works out. All yeah. right. <laughs> you never know. Never know. All right. This week's pick. Uh, Saturday, we start off at 4.30 in the afternoon with Kansas City traveling to Las Vegas. Unless KC sits all their starters, I don't see how Vegas wins this. Although, Vegas plays KC tough. Vegas played fucking phenomenally last week. They really did against San Francisco. I mean, they lost, but they were fucking amazing, you know? So, I mean, nine and a half for KC, I don't know. If they sit their starters in the second half, 
I say fucking Raiders. Here's the here's the tricky thing. It's not a lock. Uh, you know, Buffalo is yeah. is sitting. Well, they're half all fighting for a home field. They're too. half a game behind right yeah. now. Um, you know, had Buffalo won yesterday, they would have been tied record. So well, this game still has implications. One hundred percent. Kansas City, if they want that buy, you know, that's what they're fighting for. Yeah, and you fucking want that buy. I mean. I just say like a if then kind of scenario, but if KC plays their full squad all game, KC but not by much. They start pulling starters. I think Vegas takes it. All right, definitely possible. I agree. I got I got KC. They want that buy. I'm taking KC also because they want to fight for the buy. Um, Tennessee travels to Jacksonville in a game that is basically you win you're in. Yep. Um, it's Saturday night, prime time Saturday. So how good is that? Uh, I'm guessing Josh Dobbs at starting quarterback at Tennessee. That's yeah. who they've announced. Yeah, yeah. Um, Tennessee gives up a lot of passing yards. Uh, I think Trevor Lawrence has his, I mean, a primetime game. This is the big I am here now And moment. he was mediocre last week, but yeah. still can pull the team The, yeah. the only thing is that, like, this team's been getting better and better and better. And I, I have Jacksonville as, as, as the pick, but... They're getting better and better. If they see this moment of winning you're in, do they get a weak in the knees on this one? You know, where Tennessee, they've been there before, more of them have been there before, but they're also so shitty. Like, Not with Josh Dobbs, a quarterback, they yeah, have Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, good point. Good point. Trevor <laughs> Lawrence has played. A.J. Brown, they haven't. Dobbs might not know to be afraid. Yeah. <laughs> Trevor, Trevor Lawrence, Lawrence might not know to be afraid. Trevor, yeah. Trevor Lawrence has played in some big games. Yep. So. Well, I think Trevor Lawrence always gets his hair done on Saturday, so this could fuck up the schedule. Ooh. So I don't know. You know? Okay, All that's right. a good point. <laughs> uh, I'm taking Jacksonville, though. I think yeah. they pull this yeah. one out. Um, gets us into Sunday games. Baltimore travels to Cincinnati. I just don't see a way that Baltimore wins this unless again Cincinnati just rests every starter. Like for Cincy, I think. I mean, it's. Just shy of a week turnaround from yesterday's game, but that ghost of just like knowing someone almost died on the field—it wasn't your team, but you were there. Like that's gotta fuck with you. It just has to. Yeah. And Baltimore, like they always play hard, especially they're always that fucking eight and eight kind of team going to the end of the season, or True. you know seven and eighteen going to the end right. of the season, and it's like oh you know like this is really one of those cases of like. Who, who wants to fuck up someone else more? Yep. Like since he's in, but they could get some future home field advantage. Uh, yeah, that's. And Baltimore needs to fucking take care of business. So like, who wants it more? Yeah. And well, I, th- I think Joe Burrow's does. I, I think so. Um, I think. I think they'll be okay. They have to go back and play Buffalo again. And to be honest, I don't want to watch that game. Yeah. So I really hope they don't reschedule it. To watch. I just think yeah. it's. I think it's wrong at this point. But, you know. It's. I, I don't think there's any possible way that that Cincinnati doesn't take the division. They're up two games. Um, you know they're not going to make up the last one. So I guess they're up a game and a half. I should say that's weird. Sorry, but, but they're still fighting for home field advantage. They're, right, playoffs, right, right, yeah. exactly, right. So I'm not <laughs> sure. I think because they haven't done the full updates on this, said Cincinnati won or lost. Had they lost, then Baltimore had the ability. To win the division. To win the division. Yeah. But now, if you know, at this point, they probably can't. So Yeah. I mean, if they don't rest their starters, I say Cincinnati. I'm picking Cincinnati. It's yeah, Cincinnati. Uh, Tampa Bay travels to Atlanta. I'm guessing they're predicting Tampa Bay sits all their starters because they have Atlanta predicted to win this game by three and a half. Tampa has nothing to gain from a win. If they sit Tom Brady, Mike Evans, and all those guys, Atlanta wins this game. I don't think Tom Brady's the kind of guy that would allow himself to be benched. Possibility. I don't know. I think he's like, fuck you, coach. You at know? this point in his, in his career, at his age, I honestly don't know. You know, I didn't even think about that, that, that the NFC South is locked up. I put, and, and they're garbage, so they're not getting... It's so funny, point, but I, so, yeah. but I put it, I put Atlanta down, even not even thinking about that, <laughs> that Tampa Bay could sit. To me, it was just, they were so hot, but I don't think that they're clicking that well. I think it just worked one game. I don't yeah. think the engine is, is running full speed. And Atlanta, they they're like, what do they have to lose? If Nothing. they get a chance to take out Tampa Bay, they want it. Yeah. So that, yeah. yeah, that was Absolutely. my pick. So, all right, yeah, I'll go with Atlanta. Fuck it. It's the worst that could happen to them. Uh, New England travels to Buffalo. Um, Buffalo all the way. I think so too. I think 
They yeah. are all going to be like, we're winning this game for our boy. And they are going to demolish New England. Home game for Buffalo against New England. Yeah. That fucking history of the Tom Brady games. Yeah. And then you add on top what happened last night. Yeah. Fucking Buffalo's going to smash I hope them. New England is ready for an ass Oh, my game. God. Because I don't see any other way that plays out. Yeah. I mean, I'm saying Buffalo, like, fucking 54 to 12. I and think they're going to fucking destroy them. There is not a Buffalo fan in the world that wouldn't be happy with that. Oh, no. Maybe Eric. <laughs> He pointed out the mistakes they still make. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who you got in that one, Scotty? I got Buffalo. I All got right. Buffalo for sure. Uh, Minnesota travels to Chicago to take on a team that I really, really, really want to get a win, but I just don't know if my Bears have it in them at this point. They have almost no offensive weapons left. All of their defense seems to be hurt. Fuck it. Go Chicago. Hey, you know what? I put down Chicago. Because if Minnesota is going to play like they did last week, you don't deserve my whatever opinion. Okay, I'm sorry. Like you, you don't, you don't get anything from me after that. You, you were the, you were dominant on offense, and you couldn't do anything. Couldn't do anything. That was insulting. Yep. So fuck it, Bears. I like it. How many rushing yards does Justin Field have for the year? Oh God! I believe he's about a hundred and sixteen shy of the. Oh my uh, God! He's already he's already got eleven forty three. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, if he needs, well, yeah, fuck it, three hundred yard performance by Justin Fields to come just shy of fifteen hundred rushing yards as a quarterback <laughs> takes the Vikings. <laughs> that boy's gonna be tired. That boy's gonna be tired. But I mean, he's got all fucking year to rest. So. Joseph Fields is 64 yards away from breaking the single-season quarterback rushing record. Oh, he'll definitely do that. Yep. And that's impressive, thinking about... How little else there is on that team. What, well, yes, but also, Lamar Jackson is so good at that. And kind of started to redefine that you can be both... I, I mean, I know there have been other running quarterbacks that are really, really good. Like... Lamar Jackson reminded us how fun it is to see a running quarterback yeah. again. And, like, man, he's so good at it. Who could be better? Maybe Justin Fields. Now if they could just get him like, some weapons. Give mm-hmm. him one O-lineman and one receiver. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> Something. Yeah, oh, fuck it. I'm taking the Chicago Bears. I was going to do yeah. a podcast and talk about how the Steelers never in their history have traded away a good player. Ever. And I was like, oh, you're going to bring up fucking Claypool. <laughs> you know what? It may not yeah. work out with Claypool, but I will give the, the GM, Ryan Poles, a little credit there. He had to do something to try to help out. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, Claypool's a, a fine addition. Yeah. He might have not end up being a number one. fucking nothing. So, yeah. you got to build a lot of other stuff for, There's for Claypool a lot of to stuff be you need. effective. So. Yeah. yeah. I want um, Chicago. I want them to win this one. I like it. Uh, Houston travels to Indianapolis. Uh, neither team looked good last week. Each one got demolished. That being said, I think Jeff Saturday has lost this team. And I think Lovey Smith can still get his team to play hard. Lovey Smith, just because of him alone, I'm giving Houston the, the pick. Um, Indianapolis, they had a little bit of magic the day Saturday showed up. And then after that, it was like, okay, there, there's a lot more to it. Um, I can only assume that that very first week it was, all right, I got to let all the rest of the coaching staff do what they got to do. Yep. And then he started to intervene, <clears throat> and it went downhill. Yeah. If the Texans didn't have that tie, I would say they would give this game away to guarantee the first draft pick. But they can win, and they're still going to get the first draft pick. So, yeah, fucking Texans. I, I just think Lovey Smith's like going to fin- end this one on a high note, guys. It's going to go in there and fuck them and, up. And Lovey Smith, as the coach, as a person, would love to beat the fuck out of Jeff Saturday. Fuck yes. Like, fuck this guy? This guy? The center you know? for that team that cost me a Super Bowl? Yeah, no shit. Fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah. I didn't think about that connection. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, let's All go, right. Houston. There you go. Uh, the Jets travel to Miami. I don't even know who the starting quarterbacks would be for Miami. I guess Skylar Thompson, because... Teddy Bridgewater dislocated and broke a finger on yeah. his throwing oh, he's not hand. Back this week. Yeah. So Skylar Thompson versus Mark, Mike, Mike White. Mike White again. Yeah. Um, 
I think the Jets the defense could slow down a Skylar Thompson led offense enough to where Garrett Wilson and the rest of the Jets players can get something done on offense. I, I listen, I am I am concerned because Miami yeah, sure, Skylar Thompson. But I picked Miami. Who actually looks <laughs> who actually looks looks okay, but he looks okay because he's got Raheem Mostert, right? He's got Gesicki. He's got and, Jeff Wilson. And he, and then two of the fastest motherfuckers on the field yep. to throw to. Yeah. You're you're gonna look good. You know? Um yeah, Jets just gotta pressure enough on that defense to slow it down. And their defense is capable of doing that. You know, you got Sauce Gardner who can tie up one of those receivers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go Jets. Uh, I don't really know what their their offense can be so weird sometimes, but I think they can keep Miami down uh, while they get just enough to, to squeak this one out. I think the Jets are hungry enough, and I'd like to see them get the win. I'm going Jets. I think Sauce gets three INTs, and one of them is a pick six. He's not... Say this. He doesn't chase interceptions. Nope. He doesn't. No, he, he's a oh, coverage no. guy. He's yep. a coverage guy. So even <laughs> if he doesn't get... Interceptions, yeah. I think whoever where whoever he's High covering, coverage, fucking receiver falls yeah. down. There he is. Yeah, yeah. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Uh, Carolina travels to New Orleans to take on the Saints. Uh, neither one of these teams has anything to play for other than pride here. Um, I, I think I the biggest know. This is three a, and a half New Orleans is about accurate. I, so I put Carolina, and I like the way you said they're playing for pride because I feel like Carolina's been playing that way lately. They have you know, been. I think some, they got embarrassed last week by the Bucks. They're going to show up and be very angry about it. They got they they they've been playing with fight, um, and I I don't even know what excites New Orleans. Like I, I'm glad the I don't have to. Season being over. I, 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 right. <laughs> they haven't looked happy to be playing the whole they, season. They're as disappointing as Kamara as a fantasy player. Ooh, and he's probably going to have a suspension next year of some sort because the, the his case. For the assault that he did upon somebody on Super Bowl weekend is finally going to go through. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. So, he's looking at a suspension for next year, too. So, mm. I'm going to go with Carolina as well. It's They have been playing with more heart, as far as I can tell, watching the games than New Orleans has mm-hmm. up until mm-hmm. last week against mm-hmm. the yeah. Eagles. And, you know, yeah, Marshawn Lattimore is back and playing well. It doesn't really matter. That's not Carolina's game to throw the ball deep anyway. <laughs> They're going to run it. And then they're going to run it. And they're going to run it. And I just think that'll end up winning it for them. All right. All right. Uh, Cleveland travels to Pittsburgh. Um, Pittsburgh can still make the playoffs. Cleveland, I'm sure, would love to play the upset here. I don't think... I don't know if they can. I think Cleveland has enough juice on offense to take advantage of Pittsburgh's defense a little bit. And I don't know that Pittsburgh, with Kenny Pickett the rookie quarterback can quite pull it off against Cleveland. I, I understand the home field advantage, and that's kind of why Pittsburgh's favored to win by two and a half. But that's such a close one. That's basically a toss-up. I am with you. I, I, uh, I'm i going with Pittsburgh because I'd like to see them. They fought so hard this year. They're not a good team, but no. they're out there playing super, super hard. And um, even if they don't make the playoffs, they win this game and they have secured another winning record for Mike Tomlin, who will still never have a win. And that's, that's why I'm picking Pittsburgh. And that's also, I yeah. want the support on that for sure. All right, yeah, we'll go. Um, I think we're all going to go Pittsburgh. You know, that their offense can look can look okay. Their defense looks okay. Cleveland has some scary scary people out in that field when it comes to both sides, yeah. you know. Um, right, Nick Chubb decides to show up. Holy shit, yes, different game. Yes, yeah. yep. Um, Amari Cooper, real good. Yeah. Yes, he is real good. That was a good pick. Yep, yeah. yep, yep. So yeah, I mean, but I'm going. I'm going Pittsburgh. Yep. I I, I want to see Cleveland or Pittsburgh win. I don't want to see something against the rest of the Browns. I don't want to see Deshaun Watson have success. Yeah, that's right. Ah, uh, the Chargers travel to Denver. Chargers only two and a half point favorites. Again, this is the opening of the week odds. Denver played much better last week without Nathaniel Hackett at the controls. Um. Against the really Kansas City, team, you know? uh, the Chargers are going to be another tough fucking test for him, though. Uh, that AFC West really does have a lot of talent in it, even when the team's records are kind of shitty. I kind of see this as the Chargers pulling another victory out to go into the playoffs. 
pretty much on fire, shooting on all cylinders. Something against Denver, I think their defense will play well. I don't honestly know what to expect out of Russell Wilson at all anymore. You said the key thing, the defense. Yep. If if that shit would have changed two weeks ago, Denver would have beaten KC last week. Their Maybe. offense finally fucking showed up. And the yeah. defense is still like, oh, oh, we're playing? Because they had fucking given up. They're like, fuck you, we're tired of doing this shit week after week after week. And the one week the offense shows up, the defense is like, oh, oh, we should fucking do something against the fucking Chiefs. And they did that against the Chiefs with one more week. If they're in the mind space of like, we can be a good fucking team. Let's go fuck up some people. Right. I say Denver. Denver are like seven. So correct me if I'm wrong, but when it comes to the playoffs, uh, the one seed gets a bye. And then no one else. And then it's going to go two and seven. Yep. Three and six. Four and five. Yep. That five spot is fucking gold right now. Yeah, yeah. Because the five <laughs> spot will play Jacksonville. Or Tennessee. Or, yeah, or Tennessee. Yeah. You don't want to slip. You want that spot. Yep. Is that where the Chargers are right now? The Chargers are sitting in five. Uh, they have a tie record with Baltimore, but they win the tie over it, so they got to win. They want to win it. They want to win it. They want that spot. Yep. For show. So I, I, so everything you said about Denver, I'm not taking away. But the desire um, to make it past the first round, that's a good fucking push. Absolutely. Yep. So for that, I'm going with the Chargers. All right. The uh, New Jersey Giants travel to Philadelphia, take on the Eagles. Let's skip this one. I don't know why they're 13 and a half point favorites, though, because oh, is Jalen Hurts, we're not even sure he's going to play this week or not. <laughs> it was so insulting when I saw those odds. Give me a break, guys. Come on. What the fuck? Like, with no Jalen Hurts, I say this is actually more like a seven point game. Like, I love Gardner Minshew, but he ain't that good. You love Gardner Minshew? As a. As a as a personality, NFL, a personality, oh, yeah. he's oh, yeah. fucking fantastic, man. His, his post game interviews are fucking yeah, hilarious, yeah, yeah. man. I, I'm, st- I think Philadelphia's got enough to to get the win over the Giants. Um, oh, I think they'll get the win. I don't think it's going to be thirteen. And, I don't think they should be a thirteen and a half point favorite, yeah. though. Um, like, like, look, sorry, we're going to skip and talk a little bit about the game that's right after this one on the list, just to explain why I think thirteen and a half is a bit much. The San Francisco Giant, yeah, uh, 49ers, <laughs> playing against the Cardinals with 13 and a half. <laughs> David Blah at quarterback is a 13-and-a-half-point favorite over Arizona. Yeah, yeah. How is Philadelphia a 13-and-a-half-point favorite over the Giants? Because Vegas can't lose money. Yeah, I don't know. I agree. Listen, I agree. I, I You know, uh, Philadelphia, they're going to want to win this to keep their... The number to, one seed. The, the number one seed. You know, they're, they're going to want to go out there and play hard. Um... The Giants have got that six seed locked up, butthole tight. I don't think anyone can touch them. No, they're um, safe. Yep. You know, it's that's that's not like it's an awesome place to be. You know, the potential to play the Vikings over San Francisco, that's kind of nice. But like, I would prefer they play the Vikings over over San Francisco. But what's their motivation to do anything? Well. They got their asses handed to them by the Eagles last time. It's like 48-22. I don't see that same game happening. I, I still think Eagles win, but I think it's much closer to like a 24-20 kind of game. The, the juice to win for the Giants isn't there. That's what I'm saying. I think that's that's a part of it is at some point we're like, we can, let's pull some guys. Go ahead, let's pull some guys. All right, Why fair not? enough. You know? I mean, I do say Philadelphia wins this. I, I have Philadelphia winning. <coughs> I'm hoping it's not by two touchdowns. No, One would be, be nice. Game. I say yeah. Philly, but it would be yeah. close. Yeah. Uh, the aforementioned Arizona Cardinals traveling to the 49ers. Niners, next. Yeah, <laughs> Niners. I, I don't see any other. Barring every player that starts for San Francisco getting food poisoning 20 minutes before the game. The Chapino's gone bad, everyone. Yeah. I don't see how Arizona wins this game. No. I think the uh, Niners could accidentally win this game. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hold on, everyone. Let's pump the brakes. It's like we're trying to curse another quarterback. Oh. Not San Francisco. You talk about San Francisco's luck. I, I'm on the Brock Purdy wagon. Like, I like, like that guy. I it's like, like 
as San Francisco gets healthy, they have to sacrifice a quarterback. Well, it's like one of the uh, fake memes I saw this year. There's a uh, San Francisco's coach. It's like, every time I send my offense out on the field, I give my quarterback a kiss on the cheek. Yeah. Because I'm a little worried about the last time I see him alive. <laughs> and it usually is. <laughs> I saw that. That's good. Uh, the Rams travel to Seattle. Um, Seattle needs this win. If they win, they, have, they are still a shot to get in. I do predict them to win this game. I think so, too, because of that. I think they'll have a lot more to play for. I know, like, yeah, the Rams, like, let's end these guys' season. Yeah, that's motivation, but the motivation to get into the playoffs is a far stronger motivation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think Seattle, I thought they looked really good last week against the Jets. I think they continue it. and The, the Rams. They and comeback def- player of the year, Geno Smith. Yep. Yeah, yeah. The, the Rams definitely are having a lot more fun. You know, Baker joined them. You know, he's been a good addition to that squad. Yeah. Um, Obviously, a good coach is helpful for him. Um, but, I mean, I don't know. I, I, Seattle's just looked too good, and the Rams have not. Yep. Cam Akers. I think McVay and Carroll have drinks after the game. Yeah. Cam Akers has looked real good lately. He has. Yeah. Uh, but just in general, like, that's that's yeah. great. I'm glad you're back to your former self. But yeah. Come back next season and try yeah, again. Ex- 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Uh, Dallas travels to Washington to take on the Commies. I do not understand how this is only a three-and-a-half-point spread. Um, if Carson Wentz is still the starter, I still don't understand how this is a three-and-a-half-point spread. Uh, they have to go with Heineke after last week. They have to. Dallas is in full stride right now. Yep. Does Dallas have anything to gain from the window? It's a good Well, good. it depends. If Philadelphia loses, they absolutely do. Ah, uh, yep. If Philadelphia loses... And they'll know by the game time, so... They can take the division. Which would give them the number one seed, wouldn't it? Well, well, I don't know. Hold on, because they would both be 13-4. and four, And Dallas is 4-1 and one in the division, so they would take the division. And if... And... Uh, I'm... Not sure how it works in terms of who gets the number one spot because they would also potentially be tied with San Francisco if San Francisco wins. Oh. Um, There's a lot there. Yeah, they, I don't they, know. they have something to play for. They, here. they really do. Washington, they really all they do. have to play for yeah. is pissing off Dallas. It is their big rival. Rivalry games can always get weird. I just, I'm sorry. Washington doesn't have enough talent. No. I don't see it happening. Dallas wins. I think Washington will try, but Dallas. I, yeah. If 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 Washington can can really hold the line and stay committed through the first half, we could see a really really fun second half. If Dallas just takes off and steps on their necks, like CD Lamb gets like three touchdowns the first half. I, like why do you? Yeah, why why are you going to go out there and fight <laughs> when you're behind by two touchdowns in the second half? That's going to be a lot harder to do. Yeah, yep. you 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 get to you get to really take a break. It's going to be awful tempting because they put up a really good season. Surprising yeah. season. Yeah. Uh, then Sunday night, which if you don't know, we also do a Sunday night show on Twitch at Half the Distance Live where we do our style of barroom commentary and uh, basically the three assholes sit at the bar that you'd be shooting the shit with watching the game. And this week we get to watch Detroit take on Green Bay and an almost win and you're in for both of them. Should Seattle lose, it will become a win and in for either one of them. Yep. Uh, Green Bay... If they win, I believe, will overtake Seattle, even if Seattle wins, due to conference record. Um, Detroit, if they beat Green Bay, also needs Seattle to lose. Um, All that being said, I am a Bears fan and cannot stand either one of these teams, but for some reason... Who do you truly hate, though? I fucking hate the Packers. (laughs) I want to see Detroit show up and play that offense that we've been watching all season. It's so much fun. I realize their defense is going to give up a fuck ton of points to the Packers. I want to see Dan Campbell's team come in and fight like hell like they did all season just to get back into the playoff hunt and knock off the Green Bay Packers, and that's what I am picking. Yeah, I'm saying Detroit. I'm with you on that one. I'm with you. They have been such a fun team to watch all season. I can't wait to see what they're going to do next year. Oh, yeah. Yep. Or continue into the playoffs. Either way. Yeah. Either way. Yep. 
Keanu Smith gets hurt. Fuck it. We got Jamal Williams. Who's been incredible. Yep. Absolutely incredible. Um, plus Dan Campbell. Like, that man just exudes a, I want to go out there. Like, when they got beat by the Panthers, he went out to the, to meet the coach. And I, I saw the, saw the little bit on TikTok, the, the video. Shook his head. He's like, that's a fucking good job. That was an ass kicking. Good job, man. And fucking ran off. I'm like, <laughs> you just congratulated a guy for kicking the shit out of your team. Yeah. And not just that, but you actually fucking meant it. Well, that's like when 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 men used to have like real fights. You lose, you still congratulate the guy. Sure, good I, fucking fight. But, oh, because no, he's gonna roll, run back in the locker room and be like, "All right, you guys are dead to me. Yeah, <laughs> you got some work to do to make it up." Okay, Absolutely. you know what I just went out? I just thanked him. You know why? Because I'm gonna enjoy watching you guys crawl. Yep. And they're like, "Yeah, coach, we will," and they do. They they so. I do want to say, like, every once in a while the NFL gets it right. This is a flex game. Love it. It's a perfect flex it. game. It's a perfect. great flex game. Perfect. Plus, I don't remember the last time we watched Detroit on a Sunday night. We may not have. In the three years we've been doing the show. Yeah. Well, they always get a Thursday. Yep. That, that's your one prime time. Thanksgiving. So, you know? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So that is our podcast for this week. Uh, one more time, uh, send out our... Ah, uh, hopes that uh, Demar Hamlin is uh, recovering. That was just a brutal thing to watch. Uh, if you did uh, listen, enjoy the podcast, give us a like, give us a follow. And again, Sunday night, eight o'clock on Twitch. After this, it's live. We'll be covering the uh, Detroit Lions at the Green Bay Packers. Hope you all had a wonderful Christmas, a wonderful New Year, and we hope to see you on Sunday night. After this is live on Twitch. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. Uh, if you enjoyed it, give us a like. You can follow. We're also available on multiple uh, social media outlets. We have TikTok, Instagram, a Twitter account that we probably never use. It's all under Half the Distance Live. Also, every Sunday night during the football season at Half the Distance Live, we stream ourselves on Twitch, making fun of everything we can, taking shots of whiskey, drinking beers, smoking cigars, and generally just having a good time making fun of Joe Buck. Come check it out.